morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may find yourselves from another wonderful episode of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Planiverse. We are at a whopping episode 66, and I am with my co-host here, Steve Morton. Hi, Steve. Hello. <laughs> Remind me of Robin, um, and I've forgotten his surname. As in Williams, Robin Williams, Robin Williams. <laughs> good morning, Vietnam. May, may he rest in peace. <laughs> yeah, good good morning, Planiverse. <laughs> we are very excited to bring you this episode. Um, Steve and I have thought a whopping ten minutes about this theme at this point, and we have come up with some fantastical ideas. <laughs> Let's for hope we can talk for more than hearing. ten minutes. <laughs> I like to come up with words when I can. Uh, fantastical <laughs> thoughts about how we are going to distinguish planning and execution. And no, we're not talking about taking people off the planet. We're just talking about executing our plans and um, also known as the lazy person's way of getting things done. And Steve and I were bantering earlier about why we should call this that. And he said, well, no, no, it's all about efficiency, you know. And I said, yes, I know. But most people, when they hear efficiency, they think about, well, let's get fill up every minute of every second of every day oh, no. with something to do so that we're never just done. It's, it's about building in rest times for yourself as well. Well, it's about getting things done so that you can get on with doing things that you don't have to get done. Mm right? <laughs> it's about being able to go out and and enjoy some of the things that we were put on this planet to do. Well, what's the point of just constantly doing things on a list? I mean, come on, even even Steve and I can look at that and go harumph. <laughs> Can't we, Steve? <laughs> as, a, as a sort of an older gentleman once said to me, start as you mean to go on. <laughs> yes, yes, very wise words. And And as my husband said to me a couple of times, he said, Slow is smooth and smooth is fast. <laughs> so if you think you're going to go fast initially and go off of your checklist and start doing things willy-nilly, checking things off, no consideration at all for points two, three, four, five, and 7, because 6 got done before 1 was even looked at, then that's the podcast for you. It's here today. We have designed this specifically <laughs> for you. We are going to be tackling the subject of planning and execution, not planning versus execution. So they go hand in hand and one needs to come before the other. My way of thinking, looking at this was, so you're always knowing what the next thing is you're going to be doing. So you don't suddenly finish something off and then think, oh, what am I going to do next? And then you start looking at it in detail and that sort of slows you down because you've not prepared yourself uh, for the things you've got to do either today or this week or whenever um, you can um, take time initially to decide yeah. on what it is you're going to be doing what order yeah. you're going to do them in um, can you merge things t together and so you do one thing which then benefits you doing something else um and and, and in doing doing things maybe that way you can actually do things slightly quicker maybe but um and what steve is talking about here is the fundamentals of planning mm. so all of the questions that he's just posed are 
absolutely essential to understanding the concept of planning. We're not talking about organizing. So organizing comes into a different category once you've done the planning. But to be able to gather all the elements, sort of like cooking a meal, yeah? Mm. Before you cook a meal, you've got to know what ingredients you're going to use. There's no sense in cooking up the eggs if you have if you're missing five of the other elements ingredients you're going to be needing to make what what the dish calls for. So this is the very same thing. You've got to ask yourself basically what you need to get done and again in planning is when our famous word context comes in. Contextualizing mm. is our friend. <laughs> Let's make friends with context. <laughs> so and, and it goes right, right? So if You've got 75 things to do and you find that 10 of those 10 of those are ones that you've got to do with the house. Yeah. And you've got yourself a context that says things to do with the house. Then imagine the efficiency you'll gain if you collectively do all the 10 things that need to happen at the house all while you're at mm. the house instead of thinking about when you're out doing something else. That's the, that's the basic concept of contextualizing. It's not rocket science. You're, you're not basically confusing things with, you know, say you're... It's the weekend. You're not at work. So you're not going to be doing any work tasks at the weekend, are you? So, you know, if you confuse yourself by, you know, even thinking about, oh, I've got to do that on Monday. Yeah, make a note of it. But don't actually spend too much time on thinking that problem through. And you should be concentrating on um, doing something more related to where you currently are, either, you know, location-based sort of context. Um type idea rather than um, just you know it might be a similar task that you're going to be doing but you know you can't really sort of do do two things at once sometimes when they've, they've been physically two different locations right and but have you had that happen to you steve where you're you're doing a task but because you've planned efficiently you find yourself knocking off another mm. task simultaneously and has that happened to you recently? Well, if or? you think about just sort of going out on an errand somewhere, the route which you take between the locations you've got to visit, be it the post office, the supermarket, um, the sort of recycling place and all the rest of it, it may, it's a fit, more efficient to sort of sit down and think, hold on, which is the most efficient route to, to do this in? It might not seem logical um, or make a lot of sense but sometimes you think but uh, hold on so there's certain priorities that come into it so let's say in the shopping you're going to pick up frozen goods so right. you want to go and do want to go and do that last aren't you so you've got least time between taking it out of the freezer in the shop and getting it home right so that they're not thawed yeah. goods by the time you get home they're still frozen that's right so if so that's that suddenly puts itself in the priority list of places to visit at the you know the last thing that you do right so okay hold on i've still got to visit the post office and i've still got to go and do something else in another shop somewhere in another part of the town but which order do you put those in um you know do you do just on simple distance wise or have you got to take other factors into account ah hold on the post office closes at 12 it's now um 11 30 so i've got to get there first but the supermarket doesn't close at lunchtime 
it's this is a real scenario for me. I can tell you. I think it's it is for many of us, and I know we're giving very simplistic yeah. examples, um, but these examples are here to highlight what other sophisticated levels of planning you can take this to. Uh, one unashamed plug I'm going to give to OmniFocus, and they don't know about me. They don't know that I talk about them. They have no clue that I, we exist. But one thing I love about OmniFocus is that you can set up your tasks so that when you are geographically located mm. next to a shop, the alarm will ping and tell you, oh, you've got four things at this hardware store. It's right next door to the grocery store. Did you want to stop and yeah. get those as well? And so if you, that's why it takes more time to plan than it does mm. to execute. But if you're executing incorrectly, then it's going to take you even more time to execute the plan. And I really appreciate the ability to be able to say, well, I had planned out, for example, two and a half hours to get all these things done, but I found that I was done in an hour. Mm. And I think it sort of becomes a challenge for me. I don't know about you, Steve, but I like it when I get things done. Well, earlier I quite often su surprise Alison by saying, you know, as we're just driving out of the, our road and I'll sort of come up with the sort of order in which we're going to do things. She goes, why are we doing that? I said, well, that's the most efficient way and we, we'll get it done before such and such closes at 12 o'clock or 12.30. Sounds right. so is open until 12.30. This one's closed closes at 12 for lunch. And we can get to this one and do that one. And then we, by the time we've got through it all, it's amazing how many things that we sort of get knocked off our little errands list, if you like, um, in, you know, when we thought we wouldn't actually sort of miss it we'd have a sort of two hour gap in the middle where we think oh what are we going to do now and we'll have to leave it to another day or whatever so it's you know it's simplistic things like that but put into a real sort of everyday scenario that you think right so if i can crack that sort of idea then doing things at a more higher level if you like be it a more complex task or project or something like that will help you i think you know quite considerably to um you know get through get more done in a week but right without stressing yourself out in the process sort of thing um well i mean even look at think about writing a book mm. if you can contextualize the things you want to think about because they're grouped together yeah. And by the way, if you ever want to contextualize your brain, you can do that using a mind map. Mm. So if you mind map the outline of your book and you create themes around which you're going to be speaking or splitting up your chapters in, then what you do is you just focus on that one context for, say, I'm going to think about ideas, 20 ideas to on this one theme for the next five minutes. Then you've allowed your brain the efficiency it needs to pull up all the information relating to that. And the idea behind that is to not censor yourself as you're coming up with ideas. That's a brainstorming technique. Yeah, otherwise you're just filtering yourself before you've even come up with them. So to not censor yourself as you're coming up with ideas is a brainstorming technique that allows the brain to come up with as many silly and whimsical ideas as needed because it's out of that silliness and whimsy that great ideas are born. Mm -hmm. In fact, I remember when Steve and I were contemplating what we were going to name this podcast, we went back and forth a couple of times, and I think Allison had piped in with her stuff, and it was just a silly conversation, but then before we knew it, we had come up with Hitchhiker's Guide to Planner Verse, mm. and we sort of looked at each other and said, yeah, why hadn't we thought of that before? <laughs> 
Um, but yeah, here we are. <laughs> what I can't remember. It must be it must be two years later now. But because I know we didn't do the first one, the actual broadcasted one. But it was about three months before that, so it would have been about um, two thousand and late two thousand and fifteen. Sixteen, I think. Or even fifteen yeah, already. I think so. Wow, God, I've known you forever. <laughs> I'm getting bored with this relationship. I think I want to leave. Okay, <laughs> bye. Talk to you later. <laughs> but um... so, so, yeah, and in terms of um, organizing, and I think we started this conversation initially because Steve was telling me about his routines thought, and that flows very easily into the next idea of routines because how can you develop routines if you haven't th- planned out what your what your required efficiency pattern is does that make mm. sense i mean how do you know how you're going to succeed how do you measure your success of developing a routine if you don't know what that routine is supposed to lead yeah. to well i read I read somewhere and i can't think where now but mushy it'll mushy come into my head when we finish recording as usual um of course <laughs> about someone who was explaining their workflows and this sounded really sort of you know oh this is a next level, you know, right? the, the, you know, the, what on earth, you know, what's all this about? But then I thought a bit about it and I thought, well, you know, workflows, routines, well, call them what you want. But we all do have routines. We might not officially think of them as being a routine. Uh, we won't, won't, certainly won't have written them down anywhere or done. He raised his little pinky finger when he said routine, yeah. by the way, for those of you that couldn't see. It's like he was holding a very fragile porcelain cup. Um, <laughs> and he certainly wouldn't have written them down as such. But, you know, the example I, I thought of and I actually did a, a blog post on this recently about was, you know, think about that time between when you wake up in the mornings and when you go out to work or school or, or wherever you whatever you do sort of within the first hour of the day, let's say, uh, even if you work at home. And there are certain elements of that. It might be very simple. Well, I just go and have a shower and then I get dressed and then I have breakfast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's three things that you do. might be more. But even within those elements, you then break that down. So when you have a shower, you do, you wash your hair, you wash your body, you do your teeth, you have a shave or do your hair or, you know, there are certain even you can break that down into, you know, five or six different elements but they're in a certain order you can't dry your hair before you've washed it for instance can you that it would make a lot of sense to do that so that you've already worked out an obvious common sense logical order but there's some things that are optional as to which order you do them in uh, and, and maybe some days you you have breakfast before you go and have a shower, for instance, or the other way around, uh, and for whatever reason. Um, well, and the reason we have to think about them is because at first glance, th- because they're second nature to us, we don't really think of them as routines. No. We just sort of show up and that's how yeah. we do them. But you have developed, Steve is right, you have developed, we all have developed these routines where if we stop to think about the order we do them in, then we actually can start to think about how we process mm. the world around us and what needs to happen to continue on that level of success. It's when things become sort of second nature, if you like, without having to think about them, mm. that we we can actually, you know, let's say for argument's sake, that you normally allow, let's say, an hour in the morning 
to sort of get up and get out the door. Now, occasionally, and it must happen to us all sometimes, we oversleep for whatever reason. And instead of having a full hour, you only have half an hour. It's a more, Mm. you know, sort of, you know, you go through things at a lot faster rate, but you still actually manage to do all of those things. But you know, squeezed into 30 minutes rather than the full hour. Right, you've compressed yeah. the time of, of, of activity. <laughs> you don't miss anything out unless, you know, you might carry your breakfast out through the door sort of thing <laughs> as your friend right. comes and pictures you up. You think, oh, okay. <laughs> Not normal, but you know, once in a while, I don't suppose it matters sort of thing. You don't think this is now the new normal sort of thing. But... <laughs> And that's what it is, right, though, about being able to establish new normals. Because because our unthought of or unconscious routines are so ingrained mm. with us, we don't we don't give them a second thought. And wherein lies the, the, the crux of this argument is that once we realize that we don't like the routines that we have, that the routines that we have are unhealthy, for example, or that we could find healthier routines for ourselves... Or we could perhaps define a pattern of existence that allows us to be more successful at something than we previously were. Then we start to calculate what sort of minuscule changes need to happen. Mm. And they are really minuscule changes. A little bit of shift creates a brand new perspective. So for example, if, if you're someone that's having a hard time waking up in the morning, maybe it's going to take 15 minutes of earlier sleep to be able to hit that button on time. Or maybe it's just going to take for you to calculate more time to get ready in the morning and then work backwards from there. I'm a big fan of working backwards because once you know what the actual timeline Mm. is and the goal is, then you can account for that. And I really like to budget in extra time for not rushing. I know people that just love to rush (laughs) and they like to get to the airport moments before the door closes on the airplane. And I know Steve and I are not like that. We like to take our time. We like to get there. We like to account for emergencies and rushes and that sort of thing. And I think we should all do that. That would be my personal suggestion is to do that in your daily life and routine is to account for time Mm. so that you're not rushing. Whenever there's a flight comes up, um, if we're planning a flight... I always work backwards because, you know, they might say the flight time or flight departure time is, say, nine o'clock. So, OK, got to be mm. at the airport two hours before that, seven o'clock. And it takes me, say, an hour, an hour and a half or whatever it is to get there. So that's then maybe another hour back from that. So that's now six o'clock. And I need to be up um, at least an hour before then. So that's five o'clock. <laughs> Right. This is how we wake up at three o'clock for an eleven o'clock flight, yeah. right? Is... <laughs> I've done this a few times and thinking this is not practical because it's you know it's oh it's a seven forty flight, yes, but I don't fancy right. getting up at four o'clock in the morning to get that flight. Yeah. I'd sooner stay an extra night and have a you know a full night's sleep because some of these flight times, by the time you've actually got to the airport and all the rest of it, you think. What was the point? <laughs> There's no point in going to sleep sometimes. And I think that's when the different planning formats can come in to help us a lot. Mm. Um, because our, our own Michelle, formerly Citroen, now Ainsworth, who's a fan of our podcast. I think we've got three fans. She's one of them. 
And, we've gone uh, from two to three. Recently, <laughs> yeah, she, yeah, we have gone from two to three. Uh, she still single numbers though. Uh, she was recently asking if we could do an episode on the variations of A5 versus uh, personal size planning and which one's more efficient, or how, not in fact how how to use them in conjunction with one another. And the 7:40 a.m. flight, I think would be so conducive to just popping your weary eyes into a personal size planner, seeing all your details in there, mm. and being able to rush off without having to think where or where in my A5 have I left that tidbit of information. And I think th- to answer her question, not in a pod, in a whole podcast, but at least one little portion that sort of relates to routines and planning and execution this is one of those times when I would probably have my entire flight information printed out on a personal size sheet of paper and I would have a little sticker or a page marker or something popping over that so I can quickly see it at 5.40 in the morning when I'm waking <laughs> up or driving my you, way you to the, the airport. You want the travel itinerary page that I've most probably got somewhere on Filofaxi where you detail all those sort of things like the booking number and the, the times of the flight and the flight number and all that sort of stuff. Is that the one where it was so antiquated that they asked you if you want to pack your cigarettes? No, 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 not that one. That's the the packing list. Oh, that's the packing list. Okay, right, right, right. Okay. That's another one. I remember that one, Steve had showed me. This list was so old that they asked you, don't forget to pack your cigarettes. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, Michelle, that's how I would do or how I would relate to routines planning and and execution because once i've planned out that my trip is going to start on x date at x time then i'm working backwards and so in the grand scheme of things in the a5 size i would probably have mapped out where i'm going to be and when i'm Mm. going to be because it's the whole time space continuum you can't have the where without the Mm. when otherwise you're just floating around randomly in space in the planner verse out there um but Ideally, to have those little details pop out at an airplane kiosk, um, I'm sorry, at an airline kiosk in the airport, I really don't see myself pulling out an A5 to show the, uh, anybody any details. But a personal size with wallet information in there mm. is just so perfect to mm. be able to pull out. And it's so easy for me now anyway with my little HP mobile printer. I can print on personal size sheets so easily that I think, and one of the things you can do to help yourself in terms of planning and execution is to create templates Mm. for travel itineraries, for whatever address book contacts, Mm. whatever pages you want, and just keep those templates handy for you to fill in with your own information when you're ready. The printing becomes second nature, and now you've got a routine. Mm. Now you've got a routine of essentially understanding what you need for planning, printing out or writing out or putting in your phone or however you execute the execution part Mm. of the planning and then going ahead and executing, knowing that you have a maximized efficiency of all the places that you can be in terms of completing a certain Mm. task. I know a lot of people get quite stressed out by um, travel because uh, there's a lot of um, elements of getting from, you know, you know, long normal sort of, not an everyday trip, but sort of, you know, you're going, you know, flying from one country to another as a, an example. Um, there's a lot of elements within that uh, which are outside of your direct control. And there are an awful lot of things which, you know, if, it, if it's going to happen, it might happen. 
Um, <laughs> that's when it will that's happen. When it will <laughs> Murphy's happen. Law. You, know, you, you travel all the way in the direction of one airport, and then the plane doesn't land, and then you end up getting bussed to the other the other airport, which was actually nearer to where you lived. But there wasn't a flight that day, so you just spent all this time. And then they stick you on a bus and they take you all the way to this other airport. And they fly you out from that one, and then you eventually end up in London um, three hours late or three and a half hours late, as happened to me a couple of years back. Um, but, you know, if you're sort of have been prepared for where you're going to be and all the rest of it, and you've planned out um, your day, as it were, then it doesn't really shouldn't phase you because you can quickly notch up a gear and um, you know warn people. In, in in my case, I was supposed to be going out to dinner that evening, so I was able to just contact that person and say, "Look, I'm not going to be able to make this. Uh, you know, it's right. going to be fairly. You know, I'm going to be late. Simple." Where did you find their number though? Was it in your it, personal well, I had or in your the phone? number <laughs> written down because I got this guy's <laughs> contact details there ready, sort of thing, but. One of the thoughts I had is not necessarily directly related to what Michelle asked about was if we take more time or slightly more time when we're planning our week or planning our day, then we can sort of think about go that stretch further to expand slightly on what we're going to do. So it's not just shower breakfast get dressed it's because that's short-term yeah, thinking that, right so they're there. the first the, they're the, the, the sort of headlines mm -hmm. if you like yeah now you might not write down the actual detail of the thing of breaking those things down because otherwise you're just gonna be continually writing now, this is where you overdo things <laughs> if you remember right um but as long as you've got those headline things to prompt you but you've thought about what you've actually got to do um in each of those um, sort of headline tasks, that will definitely help you or prepare you to actually get those things done during the day. And it won't come as a complete surprise, oh, what am I going to do now sort of thing. You've not really thought about it. Yeah, I, I really do see this as a microcosm and macrocosm mm. point of view here. So planning your day, for example, if you do know you're going to be taking a trip soon, that would be a microcosm of your overall life. Mm -hmm. You're taking a very narrow look, a very detailed look at how your day is going about. And so if you know you're going to the airport and you're driving yourself, you've got to backtrack and check, are there enough air in the tires? Do you have enough gas in the car? And that sort of thing. That's a very limited view of that one day. But if you expand this view and you do a macrocosm, then what you will develop are routines mm -hmm. for being able to say, well, I've got the get the car's uh, tire pressures checked every three months because I know every three months I'm going on a flight. So now you're in the process of the, looking at it in a macrocosm perspective where you're taking an overall picture and you're developing those routines and patterns. You're seeing the patterns that develop in your life and you can essentially create the routines to account for them so that when you execute, you execute successfully and efficiently, and then you can be lazy all you want after that because you've done the work. <laughs> One a slight side note here. I've been taking an interest recently in electric vehicles, um, you know, because in certain sort of countries, the, the, the internal combustion engine is coming to the end of its long life and what have you. 
interesting to sort of see how people that own electric vehicles rather than just sort of coming out of their house jumping in the car starting the engine and driving off into the sunset sort of thing without as they've, as always, they've done. always done they've not really had to think mm. about it as long as there was fuel in the tank or they could pick some up on the way it didn't they didn't really think about it whereas the actual owners of electric vehicles at this moment in time when the charge points aren't quite as on every street corner and the range of the vehicles isn't quite sort of like you know you can't do a thousand kilometers in an electric vehicle easily and so on there's an awful lot of pre-planning goes on with these people and it's interesting to see the the comments about how they pre-plan their journeys in terms of oh well i can get to this charge point and it's only so many miles or whatever and right you know they're having to sort of this is this extra level of planning now coming into journeys. Maximize yeah, their efficiency. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sitting there chuckling to myself almost, although I don't own an electric vehicle yet. Um, but it's certainly um, an eye-opener in terms of, well, yeah, you know, you've got to really sort of start thinking about this, guys. And that's the whole point of this. That's why we do the podcast. That's why uh, Steve and I are on the groups that we, we admin and we do the work that we do is because we're so keen on being able to maximize efficiency mm. that we want that for our lives. We want to be able to maximize that for our own lives. And why not why not be able to find like-minded people that want to do that for mm. themselves as well? Let's let's all do that together. Let's all be efficient together and hold hands <laughs> efficiently. <laughs> so do you have a tip of the week? Uh, yes, so thank many... you for putting me on the spot, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I have a tip of the week. I happen to have one sneakily hidden in my brain. I'm popping it out as I stall for the moment. <laughs> uh, the tip of the week is <laughs> for for those of you that are wondering what you should write down as far as routines go. Start with what you have. Look around your world and see what you what's second nature to you in your routines. Mm and see if you want to add one thing that you can change in that routine to develop a new one. That would be my and tip. my tip of the week, because I've had time to think about this while you've been talking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's going in the book, yeah. is mm-hmm. if there's something you don't do very often and you quite easily, you could quite easily forget how you did something um, previously, if you've looked at if maybe you've written it down what you actually did to do something now refer back to how you did something rather than reinvent the wheel completely every time protocol every year yeah you've developed for instance how you printed your planner inserts for the next the coming year for instance that's a wonderful example because we all forget we only do it once a year if you've written it down as a little note somewhere, right, don't re- remember to put the printer on forward print, not reverse print, or whatever. Th- that little thing that catches you out every yep. time. <laughs> so where can we find you on the interwebs? You can find me at planerology.com, at throatpunchresumes.com, if you need your resume done. Also at Planerology uh, on Facebook, and Karine Tovmasyan at instagram and where can we find you, you can find me in the usual place at filofaxi.com travelers notebook times.com and on instagram as mr filofaxi and don't forget folks if you enjoyed our, our podcast don't forget to like it subscribe to it and share it mm-hmm.